0: All righty, good morning, everybody. Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours on an unseasonably warm Tuesday. We talk sports with you uh, right up until noon. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, looks like this Tuesdays. It's for baseball. Matt Snyder is going to join us at 1030. We will catch up with our buddy Matt Snyder. Go round MLB as we come down the stretch inside Two or three weeks. Three weeks left in the regular season. Uh, So we'll catch up with Matt Snyder, 1130. Frank Schwab from uh, YahooSports.com. I'm going to talk some uh, NFL. Two weeks into the season, what do we know? What do we think we know? Where were we wrong? Teams to keep an eye on. Uh, maybe some um, dark horse Super Bowl contender, that type of stuff. With uh, with Frank and perhaps a, a college football guest uh, coming up here at eleven o five. But if not, we will take you uh, up until Frank's. Hit at eleven thirty. Another week of the NFL is in the books. Two weeks into it, two blowout games last night. Good morning to UTC. Hello. So first of all, before we get into the games, what would you think the um, overlap in the games, as opposed to doing one and then doing the other, which they've certainly done in the past? I kind of like the way they did it last night. Now, I hated um, it. <laughs> now if there would have been a if the Bills uh, and the Titans would have been back and forth, right, then you would have had to um, make a choice. But it wasn't the case. Neither one of them were quite honestly. Where did Jalen when did Jalen Hurst get good? Last year, towards did, the end of the season. Was?
2: Last six games or so of the season. To yeah. this level from last night? Well ben, he could, what was he, eleven for eleven at one point? Right. I mean we we're going to another level here, but Oof. I mean this is a big reason that we saw so much steam come into the Eagles throughout the summer I think People look back and saw what he became at the end of the season, and you get rid of that ugly performance in the playoffs, and you look at the total body of work and say... And A.J. Brown. And eh, maybe Philadelphia has something here. No. And absolutely, yeah. He took it to another level last night, but yeah, look back at his game log from a year ago, and you really saw a big improvement out of him. He's not tall, but he's big. Mm-hmm. He's got the physicality mm-hmm. to go along with it, and, and what a story. A guy losing his job in college, yeah, right? going on, finishing up his career not a high draft pick but a guy that you least are taking round. yeah you're taking a shot on yeah. right you're thinking maybe we can develop him and here he is and have you seen the adjustment of mvp odds for no, him no what was he after last i was... he was 14 to 1 going into the game last night yeah. dropped to 8 to 1 third choice now behind mahomes and allen yeah, and Josh Allen, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen's numbers must have gone down after last night, too, because well, wow. he was unbelievable. Him and Diggs, boy, they got something going there. That whole team, mm-hmm. this this Buffalo team, are they, from what we've seen, again, it's two weeks into it,
2: mm-hmm. um, clearly the team to beat? You know, I posed this question to you, I think, right before the season. We feel like, and the betting odds certainly played it out, that Buffalo was the favorite coming into the year. And I asked you, are we sure the gap is that big? Because betting-wise, the gap was pretty significant between the Bills and and everybody else, and I didn't think so. I really didn't think the gap was as wide as what at least betting says mm-hmm. that it was. Two weeks in, that gap has certainly increased. I think for everybody's look.
0: Well, look what they've done. They beat the Super Bowl champs on the road, and then that that uh, team they beat last night was the one seed in the AFC last year. It hasn't been close. Ha- they neither one of them have been.
2: They've been just bludgeoning teams. They can run it, and they, they haven't can played chuck it perfect by any means either. Think back to that first half against the Rams. It's tied going into halftime. Mm-hmm. They were turning it over nonstop mm-hmm. last night. Got points on the field. The first half of the game, it was pretty nip-tuck for being, what, a 17-7 game at the half. Mm-hmm. The Titans felt like at least they were going to hang around. And then the second half comes, and things open up, and Allen makes a play, and suddenly the gap between them and everybody and else. And the is
0: defense. Insane. Milano was terrific. Yes. Von Miller was terrific. Uh, they got some dudes. They got some dudes on that football team. And uh, Boy, they're going to be a tough I wonder if this is finally it. This is the breakthrough? This is the breakthrough. If you're a Bills fan, can you imagine feeling like this two weeks into the season? Mm-hmm. Before the season, you were pretty pumped up about your team. And then you see what they've done for the first two weeks of the season, realizing got so much football to play. Oh, by the way, it's a contact sport. Uh, and that kid under center, you got to keep him upright because, man, oh, man, this Allen is something. He is something. And so many people missed on him.
2: Everybody did. Yeah, including John Elway. Well, stop. stop with the personal bias here. How many people really thought he was going to be a star? Uh, it was a rarity. Mm-hmm. Almost every draft pick that you heard. Well, he did go seven overall. So yeah, well, Buffalo certainly did. Mm-hmm. But so many people talked about him as being a bus, bus potential. You yeah. look at a lot of the numbers that, and then a year in, he's completing barely over fifty percent of his his passes. You can't come back from that in the NFL, unless you're Josh Allen. He is the only guy. That has come back at this kind of level, being as bad as he was early in his career, and now turning into an MVP and maybe the best quarterback in the league. You just don't see that happen at that kind of level.
0: Here's the picks that went before him. See what you see. What you think about that? Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Uh, Nick Bosa went two. Good he's pick. Good, good player. Going to make a. Is going to uh, have a long career. Um, and they're very happy they've got him. Quinnen Williams goes three to the Jets. <laughs> eh. Cleland Farrell. Is he out of the league? Did the the Raiders cut him? There was some talk that that he was maybe not long for the Raiders. Devin White, hell of a player in Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. Leader of that defense. Terrific player. Here's what's got to make you sick if you're a Giants fan.
2: You know who wins six? Danny Times? (laughs) Danny Times. Went six. Whoops! Yeah. Josh Allen goes seven. Uh, Dan Marino went 27. Tom Brady went in the sixth round. Mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that it is the death knell that you believe it is because it was your team and the Broncos not going out and getting him. A lot of people thought he was going to be a bust. Yeah. John Elway is not alone on that island. Mm-hmm. It's not like he is all by himself, and this was a surefire. This was a guy that had bust potential written all over him. Look back at the Iowa game that he played at Wyoming. Look at the you know game what? he played against I got get the wrong order.
0: draft. I got the wrong draft. I got the wrong Josh Allen draft. That's Josh Allen. Oh, the Kentucky guy? The Kentucky kid, yeah. Uh, here's Josh Allen's draft. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Uh, Shaquan Barkley. Shaq Barkley, good player. Hurt all the time. Yeah, You know who went three? Sam Darnold. Yikes. Denzel Ward, good player with Cleveland. Be solid. You need a quarterback, Cleveland. Um, Bradley Chubb goes five. Bust. <laughs> Quentin Nelson, plug and play. He's very good. Living in there for 15 years. Do you have a quarterback, Indy? No, you don't. That Josh Matt Ryan Sean.
2: experiment is not going very well, is it? You know, what's wrong with that team, Trent? What what is what's wrong with the Colts? You think it's clearly on him? Yeah, three picks. I mean he he's got to throw an interception before he even gets going every week. Man, I didn't think it would I didn't think he was this washed up at this point in his career. It can happen fast. Mm-hmm. That's
0: weird. Both Josh Allens went both 7th overall in in their draft years. Uh, And then some, um, well, after that, there's a bunch of guys that never heard of, but that's the way the draft is. Josh Rosen's already out of the league. He went 10th overall. How many places has he been, for God's sakes? Oh, Right? Four, four, five? Uh, He was with the charges for a cup of coffee. Just got cut by Cleveland, right? Yep was with Arizona for I mean that's who drafted uh Arizona drafts him Arizona drafted him Arizona drafted him then he ends up um I know he just got cut by Cleveland He has
2: been with Miami Arizona to Miami that was yeah. the the early trade right. him to Tampa to the practice squad to the 49ers to Atlanta to Cleveland Jeez he has played in uh, with four different teams, and he has been on sixteen. Well, you got to imagine that the uh, the the majority of his games were played the first year he was in the league. Yeah, played uh, thirteen games that year, fourteen games started thirteen, started three with Miami after that, and then played four games in twenty twenty one with Atlanta. So think Went back, two of eleven. Think back to that draft class with with the quarterbacks Baker and Darnold and Josh Allen and Josh Rosen. Did you have a favorite? I like Darnold. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It might have been Darnold. I, if I remember correctly, yeah, it was probably Darnold. I, I liked think him. I like Josh Rosen. Did you? I think I did. Yeah.
0: I, um, I don't know. Anyways, that's. It's a, a crapshoot. It is a crapshoot. You've got to leave your boy all the way alone. He's hell of a player. Boy, oh boy, he can't, even manage to save his life.
2: Well, you got ownership now that's got. Money yep, after money—that's
0: true—and they got the wrong quarterback again. In my opinion, anyways, Derwin James was in that draft. He went 17th overall. Do you think that the Chargers are happy to have him? My God, he's a hell of a that's player. That's a good one at 17. Indeed, it is. All right, baseball from last uh, night. Are we going to jump over the
2: Vikings? No, you know what? Yeah, let's another... do
0: that. I was going to go to Minnesota, but I was going to go to the Twins. So let's oh, go. No, to you, the we can
2: cross them off.
0: That you can right. right but here. here's the thing: it's uh, what. What's the date today? The when at the twentieth? So, so, so the fifteenth of September. Twins are you're still hoping, right? I mean, they got you to the middle of September. Well, they get. You're, me. They're in the right division. They're not a good baseball team. No, if they're anywhere else, this was over in August. Yes, but the fact that they're in the AL Central, you had at least a rooting interest until they went to Cleveland this
2: week and lost four or five. I have not even put them on. I just uh, they broke me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they broke me. It's so frustrating how close they were, how they had control of this division. Yep. It should have been up even. Well, more. it was a Cleveland series. Was it, was. it right after the All-Star break? Uh, yeah, right around that time, yeah. That they went in there and they coughed up leads. Three leads. Three leads. Three bullpen. There were two different series during that week stretch where they played Cleveland. They had leads going into either the 8th or ninth inning, I think in six different games. If they hold on to even half of those leads, they would have been up nine games. If they would have held on to all of them, mm-hmm. they would have been up 12 for all intents and purposes, it would have been over at that point. Instead, mm-hmm. they didn't. And here we are today where now we are just rooting. Get to 79 wins. <laughs> you and I are right because of the uh, the betting angle. And with at 73 over-under. and 74. I
0: know. It feels like we should get there. But, man, it's going to be closer than I thought it was going to be. So let's do the Vikings from last night. So Kirk Cousins, again, he went into the game with a reputation of a guy that just can't play on a big stage. Mm-hmm. He left that game with the reputation that yes, we were right. This is a guy that can't play on a big. But it was it was it all him? Didn't he have help in coughing this up? He did. I mean, the ego give them credit. Let's give Philadelphia credit first and foremost. Mm-hmm. A that secondary uh, is terrific. They got this. This Slay kid is one of the most underrated. I think we think about the best corners in the league. Yep. How far do you have to go before you get to
2: him? It's usually 10, 12, 15, but something like that. that. That's not fair to him. Absolutely. Watching him again last night and. He's been around for a long time. And I thought the same thing. In fact, that's what I had in my notes how underrated oh. Darius Slay is. He, he makes plays. He was all over Jefferson all night long. Mm-hmm. The route that turned into an interception for Cousins. Nope. That was on Jefferson cutting it was, that off. And incorrectly. He, he admitted it. So. It was one of those nights that you learn a little bit more about a guy in Slay, I think, is one of those uh-huh. guys that on a primetime game becomes top of our lexicon. You know, when we're talking about those guys. Oh, yeah, that night. And those are the kind of nights, and that's why primetime games are so important. And Kirk Cousins, speaking of primetime, do you see the number? No, I knew it was bad. He is two and thirty-seven in primetime games.
0: I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> sixty
2: and sixty, sixty, sixty and two in his career as a starter. Primetime games, either night games or late afternoon window games that are nationally broadcast. Two and thirty-seven. That's impossible. Mm.
0: So what do we think we know after uh, after two weeks in the uh, NFC North?
2: Ah, uh, that the Packers are still the class. Where do they fit, though, uh, conference-wise? Well, the Bucks are going to have to win differently this year. Uh-huh. Tom Brady, does it feel like we're looking at Peyton Manning in his final season with your Denver Broncos? That's good,
0: Trent. That's a good one. That's good. He looked yeah. old, mm-hmm.
2: disinterested. Mm-hmm.
0: I, uh, By the way, you see Peyton's brother Eli dressed up. At the Penn State practice? Penn State yeah. as a walk-on. Give
2: that one a search on Twitter. It's really funny. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. So, I just he's not as physically bad as Peyton got at that point. Injuries had just taken everything. Mm-hmm. He couldn't throw the ball. Nope. Brady's not at that point. Brady Peyton looks, Manning got benched. He did. For see, Osweiler, I, right? Yeah. I don't see that happening to Tom Brady. I don't think so either.
0: Now, to Manning's credit, he bailed them out. I think it was the Chargers that were in Denver. And at halftime, they, um, they were getting walloped. And Peyton hadn't played. And he came back into the football game. It was either week 16 or 17. It was late in the schedule, late, um, late in the season. And he came back and, and led them to victory. And then they never lost again.
2: That worked out pretty that well.
0: It did. Indeed, it worked out pretty well. But, Trent, to your point, that's, that's, a, that's a really good comparison. Because this is not the same Tom Brady after two weeks that we've seen so far. What are his stats? Let me pull them up. Touchdown to uh, interception. Tom Brady's thrown. He's played two, uh, two touchdowns, one, one interception. That's not good. That's not Tom Brady-like. 402 yards. So he's averaging 201 yards a game.
2: Uh, he's been sacked 3 times. Now the offensive line's got some problems. It does. Is that going to get better? No. Mm. I don't think. You let that many guys walk and that's why yeah. it was down on this team. That defense though is for real.
0: No they are. They got a lot, whole bunch of dudes led mm. by Devin White. Mm-hmm. Winfield in the back. Uh, Levante David is still playing at Vitavea, a very high
2: le- right in the middle. Just clogged. Vita Vea is a Where where'd he play? Washington? Yes. Clogging everything mm-hmm. up there. Goldston one side, Akeem Hicks who yep. was really good with the Bears on the other. They got dudes up and down there. Barrett? Yes. A good player. And Antoine Winfield Junior? No, he's a star. Yes. He's a star. Uh, let's get Jeff in
0: here, then we'll get back to the Vikings. We point blame and uh, try to figure out. Uh, look, I was more impressed this whole weekend, maybe, and I know it was the latest, always the greatest, mm-hmm. but I came, I turned the TV off last night thinking to myself, I didn't think he was this good. I'm talking about Hertz. Right. He was terrific. He took it to another level. He was as good a quarterback as I saw this, this weekend. And, he saw and maybe it's only Allen. one night. Yeah. And I saw a lot of Josh Allen. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the program. How are
1: you? Good. It's good to be back. Um, let's talk about Hurts first of all. That run he had—a twenty-five, thirty-yard run, a touchdown. Uh, where he, where he, yeah, the touchdown where he's scrambling and then he puts on that Madden juke spin move, and then Trent jumps on his back and carries Trent for two yards <laughs> for a touchdown was unbelievable. And you know they kind of touched on this maybe after the show. He was like twenty, twenty-five to one to win MVP. He's third right now, mm-hmm. third to win MVP. Um, that performance, where a lot of casual fans got to watch, Jalen Hurts looked like the real deal. He did. But let's move on to the Vikings. Here's an interesting stat that you guys first, I don't think you've said it yet, maybe you have. Dalvin Cook had six rushing attempts for 17 yards.
0: Ridiculous. Totally mm-hmm. agree with you. How, Saw that.
1: How how, how is he had, for 17 yards, Kirk Cousins had 20 yards rushing. How is Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. getting more rushing yards than Dalvin Cook? That's a problem. Um, number two, I thought this was the biggest play of the game besides the rush. Kirk Cousins drops back, takes a lick, throws a dime to Irv Smith,
0: and he dropped the was, football.
1: And he had he had a drop. That's yep. a touchdown. He yep. catches that ball. Now I know you know there's more than just one or two plays. Yep. But I'm talking the one of the two biggest plays. That drop to Irv Smith was massive, and they could really never get the offensive going. You guys touched base on you know. Uh, you know, Jefferson, I'm sitting by a Viking fan last night, and he's already talking about how Jefferson is better than Randy Moss. And I said, hold on a
0: second. Tap the brakes. Hold
1: on a second. Slow down, buddy. For
0: my money, Stop that's you. the best receiver that's ever played the game. And I know I'm going to get the Jerry Rice comeback. I get it. Uh, Randy Moss, to me, is the most gifted now. Jerry Rice had more want to than Randy Moss did. Uh, but Randy Moss, I think, is as good as ever played the position. I really do. And
1: so – and I agree. And my last point is, you know, when we get into these, you know, we watch one week, we watch a second week. Minnesota beats Green Bay. It was a great win. I'm not taking that away from them. Um, now we come into week two, and I'm looking for Minnesota to take that step, yep. to put that foot in the ground, go 2-0 and and say, hey, we're one of the best teams in the NFC. They lose this game, and it's just typical Minnesota. Now we're 1-1, one and, one, and now we're one's kind of saying, oh, Kirk Cousins, this and that. They needed to make that step. They didn't make that step. And Jalen Hurts is unbelievable. You guys have a good
0: day. Yeah, thank you, Jeff. There was a point in the game, Trent. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's 14-7. to Vikings got the football back. They're at the, they're about their own 40-yard line. Yep. And it, I thought that maybe the momentum was coming over the Vikings side, and they went three and out. Yeah. They went three and out. And and then I think the Eagles either got a field goal after that uh, to go up 17-7. But it just felt at that point uh, that the last thing that uh, Minnesota could do was go three and out. Keith joins us. Hello, Keith. How are you?
1: Hey, pretty good, guys. Hey, I uh, watching last night's game, I just went back to, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago when when they announced uh, Nick Sirianni as the Eagles coach <laughs> right? in the press conference, and he was mocked. Yeah, he was. He's not that articulate. He couldn't put sentences together like Flash and Dash, like, uh, mm-hmm. like maybe O'Connell can, other people. And I'm sitting here going, oh my God, we judge a coach by how he's behind the microphone? <laughs> and then it looks like he's a hell of a coach. No, it and really it does. Looks like the players love him.
0: Well, how many times have you heard he won the press conference? Seriani lost exactly. the press conference, <laughs> yeah. right? But look what his team's doing. I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. Steve. Yep. Thank you. That's Thank all. you. Appreciate it. Uh, good to hear from you. Uh, he's got a team. They're twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. Twelve to one. Are okay. they the who? Where Where do you rank them in the NFC? In the NFC, do we we put the Bucks on one? We agree with that. I don't know, Trent Brady's. I guess. Um, no. Ah, yes. I
2: yeah. don't want to. <laughs> do you put them above the Packers? Yes, and you put them above the 49ers slash Rams, whoever you like out of that group. I like the Niners better. I like the Niners.
0: by the way, see the, the Niners odds went down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they as, were twenty to one, and they and after the injury to Trey Lance, Garoppolo comes back in. Now they're eighteen to one, as they should. You know what, Trent? Um, You'd be. Oh, I think the Niners will beat them.
2: Bucks, Niners, Eagle, Packer. Ahead of the Packers. All right. Hey, uh, one thing I saw, Kenny White, our buddy who uh, puts out power numbers for every player. Um, and in his injury report, he only has guys that are actually considered worth a point or mm-hmm. even a half point. Al Lazard, worth a half point. in his Was he really? System. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a top... 300 player, probably to to be worth even well, a half point. When when uh, Rodgers got him the ball in the end zone on Sunday night
0: and they're celebrating. Did you see who was waiting to celebrate and they did some kind of sign together or something?
2: Uh, Rodgers needs Alan Lazard. They were doing the, uh, the the tea. I think that's what they were Is doing. Is that what it was? Zone. Yeah, they were, they were drinking the, the psychedelic tea. You've got to be kidding me. I think that's what it was. Honestly? I, yeah, I think that's what they're doing. <laughs> you might be right. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah, I mean, Lazard kind of, uh, they, they marched to the same drummer, Yeah uh, uh, but
2: they sure do on the field, and man, yes. they're good. That one catch that Lazard had, it was just a, a comeback route, stop route. I mean, the ball was on him, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was an eight-yard catch. I mean, it was innocuous over the comparison of the whole game, but it was one of those plays where he is the only guy on the team right now that he's comfortable making yeah. that pass to. Yeah, I think he likes else. Tanya, but Tanya's hurt. Right. And he's not a game breaker, no. by any means. No, almost hard's going to have a big season. I
0: think he's, he is too. He stays, stays healthy. Good for him, right? Yeah, good for him. Local kid doing well. Stayed home, went to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how can you not root for guys like this? I know I do, and I'm not a packer. Well, I like the Packers. I, I do. I'm, I'll admit it. I like the Packers. Rodgers might be my favorite all time quarterback. Him and it's, it's it's funny because if it's not him, well Elway's in a special category, right? But the Packers have had two quarterbacks that are so high up on my list as far because I loved watching Brett Favre play. Now Brett Favre, this Brett Favre, away from the game. <laughs> oh boy, making a little news and yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Where did you like Favre's game? I love watching Favre no. play. I, I'm a Bears. Well, fan. I get it. You're a Bears yeah. fan, but
2: it takes that it, aside, I no, I always thought he was a punk and yeah, yeah, boy he was tough. Mm. He was it's tough. easy when he. Hooked up, full of Viking. Well, right? that's
0: true. Yeah, easy to be tough when you're hopped up on goofballs. Uh, Nate joins us. Hello, Nate. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Good. Uh, I got questions for you guys on the you guys kind of ranking the NFC guys. We'll play a little game with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one and number two teams right now. I'm going to say Bills, Chiefs.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Uh, do you put another team in the AFC above? Every other NFC
0: team too.
1: Um, I to rank the first NFC team, man.
0: Well, who who would the other team be? I can't put the Dolphins there. I love the Chargers, but even I won't go there yet.
2: Um, Ravens.
1: I, I put the Chargers over every single NFC team.
2: I'm still on the Ravens. That that was a complete meltdown. I get it. Yeah. I still got to put them I, up there.
1: I put Ravens and Chargers both above, and then I would discuss. The Dolphins maybe
0: even be a fifth over a I get you. I get your point. Yeah. I get your point, the Nate. It's not the crazy. Yeah. There, there's way more depth and there's way more good teams in the AFC than there is in mm-hmm. the NFC this year. Uh, and if you could Great. put – uh, thanks for the call. I mean, if you could get a line right now, if you could bet an AFC team or an NFC, what would you do? I mean, all day long, AFC, right?
2: We uh, asked that to
0: Mike Palm last week. And well, Trent, every single – I mean, going to Vegas as often as I did before <laughs> the explosion of this yeah. – the, uh, as soon as the game went final, they would put up AFC-NFC for next year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. As soon as the Super, the, the Super Bowl ends, there's a
2: number up there. And people bet the you-know-what out of it. Sight unseen, I'm laying Didn't three care. and a half all day long with the AFC. Right Without now, a doubt. But you wouldn't get three and a half. There's no way you four would. Four and a half.
0: Sight unseen. Nate makes Some... a, Nate's, Nate's got a good point. Yeah. How many teams in the AFC are uh, do you rank before you get to an NFC team?
2: And if you did a top ten, how many of those would be in the NFC? Three? Niners I'm not ready with the Bucks. I gotta see Jimmy G a little bit more. I mean he came into the game and that thing was already over. Okay, so Bucks, Packer. Eagles.
0: and In the top ten? I think yeah. you gotta. After last night, I think oh, yeah. you have to. I think
2: you do. And I'm then, higher on the Eagles, I think, than you are.
0: So Chiefs and Chargers in no particular order. I'm just yeah. going through the divisions. Chiefs yep. and Chargers. Mm-hmm. Nobody uh, nobody in the South. Nope. Uh Ravens. Yes. Boy, you're right on the Bengals, by the way. Yeah. Um, dolphins, Bills, Ravens. And then, can Nathaniel Hackett get out of his own way? No, I haven't seen it again. Boy, is he overmatched. I've never seen anything like it. It's one of the wildest it's things. Just, it's just, it's it's hard to watch. Trent, the fans at Invesco, what's it called now? It's always Mile High to me. The yeah. fans at Mile High. Sports Authority. The Sports it. Authority. They're counting down the clock. Ten, nine. It's like
2: it's like <laughs> a basketball
0: they, game. It's ridiculous. Have you ever seen that before in a never, football game? Never, never. And the fans thought that they had to do it because of all the delay of game, this is penalties, and they had no they had no timeouts yet because they've already used them.
2: This is week two,
0: and this is a guy that opted for a sixty four yard field goal in, in, instead of trying to.
2: Go fourth you know, and five with Russell Wilson.
0: Right, you got Russell Wilson. Now again, I don't think he's playing very well, but still sixty-four And I love Brandon McManus.
2: Not Brandon the McManus
0: is in Denver, not Mile
2: High. Right, he's in Seattle. Are a anyway. little thicker there? Oh my gosh, he's he's overmatched. Uh, Speaking of overmatched, one more uh, NFL thought as we're kind of going through things. Okay. You've been trying to sell me for two years on Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. It's not happening. The the Bears wide receiver we we've heard all they're of the, awful Trent the wide receivers oh, are terrible you think they are how about this two weeks in yeah they have the fourth most separation of wide receiver group in the NFL fourth most guys are getting open Justin Fields just can't get the ball to him Trent Darnell two games in,
0: you know who leads the league in, re, in, in lead the team for wide receivers in in receptions you know what that number is oh I did, yes. Pringle? I don't know. No, what? Okay, how many has Pringle cut? St. Brown's got three. Three. That's the li- Montgomery out of the backfield's got five. St. Brown wide receivers got three. Pettis got one. Pringle's got one.
2: <laughs> one. Darnell Mooney's got two. He had one in each of the two weeks. Last week, Darnell Mooney had the six most separations last no, week. they of a did play receiver.
0: in a quagmire week one. They did.
2: Six most separations last week. He had one catch. It's a Justin Fields' problem. This isn't college. We're not going to be able to run around and make plays. And the offensive not... line's better, Trent. It is. Yeah, he has had time. Mm-hmm. This is a Justin Fields' problem, and here we are, two games in. You've mm-hmm. been trying to sell me. I yeah. never bought all Tried in. Trying to sell you on Petrus too, or Peters too. Yeah, boy, it... it's coming up snake eyes for you over there,
0: Trent. I can't pick my nose when it comes to football. <laughs> I've no, I've, I love the points last night in both games. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm uh... Embarrassingly bad when it comes to picking football games. It's a good thing I don't bet games. It is. It's the reason I bet futures. <laughs> oh my god, I'm bad. I was one and four last week.
2: One and four? And I was
0: think doing my three. high wire, I think my high wire is two wins. This is brutal. Anyways. Come back
2: Friday. <laughs> yeah.
0: For- <laughs> Football Friday picks. Uh, take a time out. We'll come back and talk baseball with our friend Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. A little MLB conversation coming up with him as we go down the stretch in Major League Baseball. It's Des Moines.
2: Sports Station 106.3...
1: Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent.
0: Hi, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Morning Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News on College Football at 11.05... Uh, And then we'll talk to our friend Frank Schwab from YahooSports.com. More NFL conversation coming up. Working on Matt Snyder. Let's do a little high school football. Yeah. Didn't have any time to do that yesterday. So on uh, Friday night, I watched, for the most part, start to finish, Ankeny and Southeast Mm Polk. And this was an incredibly entertaining football game with athletes on both sides of the ball. Uh, And a lot of them staying at home and going to either Iowa or Iowa State, which is great to see. Trent JJ Cole, I, I'd seen some chatter, heard some uh, some buzz that you know he's not having the season. People watch him play, and it's like, really, mm-hmm. this is what all this hype is about. I don't get it. Then I watched him on Friday night. He's good. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I, I have seen That's the only game I've seen him play. I think. See, and I've done probably eight of his games now. And he's been played poorly in a lot of them. I cool. you know, had week one where he threw three interceptions in the first half against Waukee. Uh going back to last year, the games that I did of his, even a sophomore year, going all the way back to Centennial. Mm-hmm. I, and just has never played well outside of one game. Cool. That he seen. was on fire on Friday. Gets time, gets protection. Well, that was the big thing, because the week previous I had their matchup against Dowley Catholic, and the Yankee offensive line could not protect. I mean, mm. he just didn't have time. And he needs protection. I mean, he's a quarterback that is not going to be able to do a whole lot with right. his legs. You know who he reminds me a lot of is Nate Chandler. Remember Nate Chandler at Iowa? Not, well, not Size-wise. Yeah, it's because of the size and also running the football. Because though Nate Chandler is not known as a runner, once he got going with that big frame, he could pick up yards and he could get the first down, and that's the same thing with Cole. He's not going to... You know, juke a guy out of his jock and, and get a first down or things like that. That's not J.J. J. Cole. But when he gets ahead of steam, when there's an open field, he's athletic enough. When he gets that momentum going, that he gets going pretty fast. The thing that always cracks me up, when they ran their 40 for the NFL, Nate Chandler was faster than Brad Banks. That's wild. I, I mean, just... yeah, you could have, that, that's a great bar bet. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's absolutely unthinkable, but that's it, the way it was. It was... And that's J.J. That's J. Cole. Once he kind of gets that straight yeah. forward momentum and that big frame going, that's what he can do. Can I throw out another player too?
0: Because I know you've seen him before yeah. when he was at Roosevelt, and now that he's at Ankeny, this Jameson Patton. Mm-hmm. They got some Iowa State's got something. This kid, where is he going to play, Trent? Because he's a great safety. I get that's where he's recruited to play, but
2: he's learning the receiver position. Trent, they couldn't cover him. Put him in the slot. That's what you're saying. He Think, is such an athlete. He's the heir apparent for Jaylen Ol take over in that spot. He's bigger. Meaning he's six two. But boy, oh boy, is he athletic. He is an excellent athlete, great baseball player. Mm-hmm. And did that obviously at Roosevelt and then at Ankeny this past summer. He's just a tremendous athlete. And the best thing about Jameson, as I've got to know him throughout the years and call a lot of his games, both baseball and football wise, he's a great kid. Mm-hmm. He's a great young man. And uh Yeah, Berk really interviewed him after the game. An very easy well. guy to yep. root for. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, it's difficult. And you know, hearing his decision of leave, leaving Roosevelt, you knew that was a tough it's one. It's tough, but right? Yeah. You could also tell he's thinking about his future. Mm-hmm. And there's not nothing wrong with a no, young man no. thinking about his future, too.
0: No, I, I I mean, I get it. I absolutely do. And, I, and it has to be tough. The kids you grew up with that you're you know, chummed with forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, played with, started with, and then you're going to go somewhere else and you were the guy. Uh, but, boy, he's a player. Uh, you know, as a kid, another kid who caught my attention. So Samu, the running back, as I say his name, Abu Samu. Mm-hmm. Abusamo, mm-hmm. Um, He didn't play. He's hurt. Southeast Polk's running back. But a kid by the name of Gibson, who's a sophomore.
2: Harrison Gibson, yeah. Boy, oh boy, is he ever a tough kid. They just keep churning around at Southeast Polk. Oh, my God. Zelenovich has got that thing set up. Uh I I know Friday night obviously didn't go the way that they are. But, uh, you know, Southeast Polk kind of hit a lull there. Until what about four or five years ago, where mm-hmm. they're all right. You know, they'd be six and three in the regular season, but when they kind of played the heavy heads, Zelenovich has taken that thing to a new level, and well, have a couple of five stars that go through your halls. Right. Last couple of years is going to help that. Proctor was going both ways. Now everybody out of the top three here in Central Iowa, everyone's beat everybody. Dowling lost to Southeast Folk. Yeah, Southeast Dowling lost to early, right? Da- well, it's all still early. Okay. Right. Yep. Right now, if you had to make a pick out of the three, and well, I've I know only seen saw. two. Yeah. Um, this is what I fall back on. Dowling got beat 38-24, Southeast spoke Week 1. Mm-hmm. The Dowling you see now. Mm-hmm. The Dowling you see in November. It's always different. It's always different. Always different. And what Dowling did over the weekend. We want to get into that game because there's some bad blood there. Absolutely. Against City High. They no. shut them out 34 nothing. Remember a year ago, that's when Jackson Smollett got hurt, was in that game against City High. English had to come in a quarterback and just wasn't ready. City High pulled a big mm-hmm. upset and they were fired up. Well, first of all, there was a dirty play in the game, and it comes from a guy that I think a lot of people know, Ben Keeter. Yeah. Outstanding world champion in wrestling uh-huh. and a Iowa football recruit. Right. There is video at the bottom of the pile of the running back for Dowling Catholic and his ankle being turned. Purposely. Plays purpose over. From Keeter. Pl- the whistle is gone. Oh, absolutely. And even if it isn't, you don't do that in the bottom of the pile. Sure, I get it. Mean, it's a place in high going. school. Yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> do it in the NFL. You don't twist a guy's ankle. In a pile, Keeter did that, and it snapped. Broken ankle. Davis is out for the year.
1: Huh.
2: That's a bad. One.
0: They canceled the JV game last night because of what happened on Friday night.
2: Not a surprise. And the, this is uh, City
0: High and Dowling were supposed to play a JV game last night. It was canceled.
2: So Mitch Moore is over there, and he's done a tremendous job mm-hmm. of turning City High around. A, a moribund program here lately, well, compared they to did what they the did Roosevelt. For. Yes, absolutely. Got them up and running. Now Eric Link deserves credit because he got it started before Moore got there and kind of got them on the right track. But, yeah, he got them at a high level. But Mitch Moore is always a guy that, he's high energy. You've met him. Mm-hmm. He's been in here with us. Yep. He's fun to talk to. Yep. Does he skirt the rules? Absolutely. Yep. Does he play in the margins? No doubt. Right, And it's not just people here in central Iowa. Now the people in eastern Iowa are starting to figure out a little bit more. The way that Mitch Moore runs a high school program is a lot different than pretty much everybody in the state.
0: Uh, there, was, there were some reports there was some awful bad blood between the two head coaches. Is that true? Do you know? You I, heard I hadn't
2: heard anything on that front outside of, yeah, those kind of rumblings. Mm-hmm. But if you're upsetting Tom Wilson, right? <laughs> yeah. maybe it's time to Fair take a point. look in the mirror, Mitch Moore. Yeah. If you're having that, and he's not alone. Coach Wilson's not alone in people that don't like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard there was, before the semifinal game last year with City High, uh, Coach Zelenovich was told, if you can, hang half a hundred on him. Wow. I don't want to say nobody likes Mitch Moore, mm-hmm. but not many people are in his camp in the home, head coaching ranks at the very least. Which, to a lot
0: of which folks. is different, Trent, because they're usually they're, they're a pretty yes. tight, they get along, right? It's, it's, a, it's a football game, yeah. yeah. It's a high school football game. Um, back to Ankeny Southeast Polk. Now these two schools used to hate each other, mm-hmm. and I guess there was a, another incident following that game on Friday yeah, night. How wild, Ankeny? Uh, Ankeny. I don't want to use the word destroyed, uh, but apparently caused significant damage to the locker room Roughed in it up. people. I mean, what's going on here? What, was, what, what happened on Friday night? Was there a full moon? I have no idea what it was. <laughs> what a I mean, weird you just, you just yeah. beat Southeast poking and want to destroy the locker room. Come on. You get fired up. You got, what's that coach's name? Rick? What's his last Rick name? Rick Nelson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, Rick. Get a hold of your crew. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's, yes. It's on you at the end of the day.
2: I mean, I'm not saying he was involved or right. even was in there at the time, but you had to be out standing outside and hear what's going on. That's frustrating. And you continue to hear a couple things. Remember last year, Ankeny had some problems. Yes, he was suspended. Yeah, he was suspended. There's a lot going on in the high school ranks. I don't. It's
0: just, it just that uh, got to win. I mean, I get it. They, they keep scoring the games. That's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. But, man, oh, man. So Mitch Moore, um, Tom Wilson, Dowling, and Iowa City High. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> there was also the first game of the year that City High played Liberty at Kinnick. Did you see the... I saw the
0: crowd. I couldn't oh, believe yeah. it. I was blown away.
2: So a running back for City High, his little back flap pad yeah, that he has... Yeah. His jersey was pulled up and he had something to, and I don't remember exactly what was written on there, but it was like, Sia, or I'm fast AF. Something like that Mm -hmm. that was on there. It just, those little things add up. They're still high school kids, right? Right, right. right. We need the adults in the room. Let's pull this together a little bit more. Well, apparently, because when these stories continue to come out, Mm -hmm. week after week after week, Let's do a lot of head scratching. Definitely. No, it really
0: does. So I, apparently, there's going to be an investigation of what happened in the locker room. At, uh, that was on KCCI last night. Is that where it was? Anyways, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Going to talk some baseball. We are.
2: I get it. Everybody's focusing on Aaron Judge. You know what Aaron Judge might win? You know what he might do? Triple the, crown. Yes. Yeah. Rise has kind of come back to the pack a little bit. And have you seen the September numbers for Aaron Judge? Uh, I'll, I'll have them for you when we come back. I have him in my notes. They well, are... he's
0: running away with the home run derby, yes. obviously. L- likewise, RBI. He's one point behind MVP. Arise. Oh, no, it's not even close. I and I love Otani. Oh, it's not even close. I mean, in can't. some people's world. Oh, come on. I, I get what Otani's doing, right? He's we've never seen it before, and you can win it every single year. But if a guy wins a triple crown, or even comes second in the batting title, um, come on. Uh, it's just it's, it can't happen. What this guy is doing. Look, the American League's been around a long time and he's two home runs away from tying Roger Maris. And he'll probably blow by that. But he's batting 316 arises 317. There's a decent chance. Not only does he uh, become the all time winning, uh, leader in home runs in the American League, he wins a triple crown. That is a rarity for crying out loud. All right. We're going to talk some baseball coming up here. More baseball conversation. Matt Snyder joins the program. Uh, let me get my button over here to click you on. Hello, Matt Snyder, Trent and Ken. Thanks for coming on. We're talking about, uh, about Aaron Judge. Um, he's going to win the triple crown. I, I mean, two of the categories. He's home free. And I think this is sneaking up on people that he's only one percentage point away from, you know, leading uh, as far as the batting average as well. I didn't know that was the case.
3: Yeah. He he started to creep up about a week and a half ago, two weeks or so, because he's really been, it's kind of funny, you know, when when I I made the value argument and, and a lot of people were saying, well, how valuable could somebody be when their team's not winning? Well, when the Yankees were terrible, when they were losing what two every, out of every three games, he was hitting like 400. That was the best he's played all year, but nobody was helping him, and that's why I think it kind of snuck up on a lot of people. It was it was quiet where he just kind of snuck right into that batting title race, and uh, no triple crown winners have ever hit 60 homers. Right. I'd have to check on what the highest was. I I don't know. I don't know if anybody was in the 50s either. So. It's, in many ways, just one of the most absurd seasons we've ever seen.
0: And is there really going to be a um, a debate as to who the MVP is in the American League?
3: I did, judging from my mentions last
0: week, yes. That's wild. <laughs>
3: there yeah. are a lot of people really hardcore that, since Otani pitches like an ace, which he does -hmm, does. and hits as in a a, a well above average hitter that nobody else could possibly be as valuable to a baseball team since he does those two things. Whereas the argument would be judge only does one of them. Um, So it's, you know, I, if we want to get into every single aspect of it, I I would submit that. Well, judge has more stolen bases and fewer attempts than Otani. And I bet not a lot of people know that, (laughs) uh, Judge plays defense, Otani doesn't, yep. which again, it's not that big of a deal, but it's also there for saying all around player. And if you wanted to say somebody has to have a huge, huge, huge advantage in offense to, to kind of make up for the gap where Otani pitches and Judge doesn't, Judge does. He has him by like 200 points in OPS. He has over 20 more home runs. He has 35, 40 more RBIs. I mean, it's a blowout on offense. Has there so, been a home
0: run? I, guy, a guy that won the uh, the home run title that won by as much as he has? Know what I mean? Like you just mentioned, he's Babe up twenty. Ruth. How many did? Uh, how many did Babe Ruth? Who, who finished second to Babe Ruth? How far behind?
3: Oh, I just did it last week. It was Hack Wilson and somebody else Former had thirty-one. Target? Okay, thirty-one the year Babe hit. I want to say fifty-nine. There's the answer. So there. it was twenty twenty-eight. It was something like that. In that, I believe, yeah, I believe that's what it was, nineteen twenty-eight or so. Um, But yeah, it's that's where we are. We're talking about back in the nineteen twenties and Babe Ruth when he was a man among boys. Uh, That's how big the gap is.
2: One of our regional teams we don't get into a ton is Milwaukee, the Brewers. Of course, have seen the Central Division title go by the wayside, but the Phillies have lost four in a row, and the Brewers just two and a half games back. We're running out of games here. Two and a half is a lot more significant than it was just even a few weeks back. Milwaukee, who do you like down the stretch here for that final wild card spot? The Phillies with the lead, or do you think the Brewers still got something in them?
3: Well, first off, either one would be a bad bet because they're both so inconsistent. Whoever's going to be hot at the right time, I'll go with the Phillies. Uh, The Phillies do have a tough week, though. I mean, they've got to deal with the Blue Jays and then the Braves, and we saw what the Braves did to them last weekend. So it's going to be tough, but I'll ultimately stick with the Phillies. I've been on them all along, and I've been saying the Brewers were not a playoff team all along, so I'm not going to stray from that based upon what's happened the last few days, having just said, yeah, they're both really inconsistent. So uh, there's going to be ebbs and flows, I think, with both of them. Maybe they'll change spots and then change back or something. But uh, And the Padres, right in that race as well, could be a nice three teams for two spots race there. Um, I'll I'll stick with the Padres and Phillies, but uh, yeah, that could go down to the wire. Unfortunately, none of them play each other.
0: Uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, well, that's not the case as far as Cleveland and the White Sox, as they begin a series tonight. So, is there a chance Larusa is not going to manage again this year? I mean, I know that it's been talked about. Certainly. Apparently, apparently he's been cleared, but he's not getting back into the dugout. <laughs> I don't think you put him back in the dugout. Although Hendricks came out and said, you know, we play for him uh, in a podcast last week or an interview last week. How's this going to be handled with the White Sox and La Russa?
3: I, I mean, it, 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 as long as there's not a, a huge group of players going to the front office to say and saying, keep him away from us, I, and surely you leave it in his hands, uh, you know, if, if what Hendricks said is true and they're all on his side and they all believe that. You know, them playing well was just a matter of time, and it doesn't have anything to do with him not being there. They could well believe it; it's a coincidence, and it it very well could be a coincidence. Um, but it, it, the other aspect I think about is if you're in Larusa's shoes, you know, is it really that huge a deal? He's already done everything he can do. He's he's won World Series coming from both leagues. Uh, they won the division last year. They're playing well without him. As he's probably been watching, he's probably taking great pleasure in it at his age. You know, is it really that huge of a deal? He he might say, you know what? I'm good. I'm retired. Uh, They're fine without me. Uh, I am very interested in that. And, gosh, if he comes back and then they collapse, that would really be something.
2: Julio Rodriguez and the Mariners are going to be in the playoffs. And and what a story that is. We saw him, obviously, in the home run derby in the All-Star game. Just a dynamic talent, a beautiful swing. He has everything. This Mariners team... Top end of the rotation is really good. Bullpen has been solid. It's a dark horse. It's a shot in the dark here, but yeah. you know that crowd's going to be revved up here. If you don't want to play chalk, Astros, I can't bet on them because they're a bunch of cheaters. And the Yankees are the Yankees. And I'm not going to put my money at 8-1 to one to win the American League. Am I crazy looking harder at this Mariners team than even the Blue Jays, who maybe are more talented top to bottom? There's just something about this team. Maybe I want to have a rooting interest. Hmm. Yeah,
3: I I would take the Blue Jays there, but no, you're not crazy. I mean, we've seen stuff happen, and um, maybe the 2019 Nationals could be a similar. I know the the Mariners don't have the the ace level of Scherzer and Strasburg there, but when you look at Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo, if they both throw as well as they can, you are looking at a pair of aces, and they have a pretty deep rotation. They have a good bullpen. They have enough talent offensively that if guys got hot, if you got the best versions of like Jesse Winker and A. Eugenio Suarez and Ty France and Mitch Haniger, there's enough there around a dynamic superstar like Julio Rodriguez. You could see something like how it came together for the Braves last year. You could totally see something like that. Um, I won't be picking them, but I don't <laughs> think it's outrageous at all to to try to make that argument because I I kind of just did. You know, it's right there for the taking.
0: Indeed it is. Uh, we'll get you out of here on this. The Cardinals, uh, Albert Pujols continues the, the trek. We we talk about this every week or half over the last three weeks. He's going to do it, isn't he?
3: Yeah, I think so. It's funny. Going into the year, I, I think most of us, and we probably talked about it here, we're like, hey, at least maybe he can get to A-Rod. But it's a really tall order yeah. to get to 700. But in the second half, he's been one of the best hitters in baseball. Mm-hmm. Full stop. No caveats on that. No, oh, for a 42-year-old. No. He really has been one of the best hitters in baseball. He's hitting it hard, too. It's not fluky stuff. If you look at, like, batted ball data, like exit velocity, he's one. Of, he's hitting it as hard as anybody. It, it's remarkable. It's so fun. And between that and, and Molina and Wainwright setting the record. Yeah, that's cool. Goldschmidt looking like maybe MVP, maybe making a run at Triple Crown, Arenado having, like, a vintage Arenado season, all these exciting rookies. The Cardinals have been maybe even under the radar because of probably Judge and some other stuff, but one of the most fun teams in baseball
0: this season with all those storylines going on. Indeed it was. Wainwright, Molina, loved it, except they knocked my guy Mickey Lolich and Bill <laughs> Freehand uh, to second place on that record book. Uh, anyways, uh, we will uh, talk to you next week, Matt Snyder. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, as always. All CBSSports.com. All right. take, care. take care, Matt. Thank you. Matt Snyder, as we talk a little MLB. We'll take a time out, come back and finish up the hour. Hour number two, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, Frank Schwab from YahooSports.com. A lot of football conversations. Coming up, it's Miller and Condon, 106. KXO. All right, final couple of minutes, first hour of the program. Bill Bender from the Sporting News kicks off hour two, Frank Schwab on the NFL. Uh, at 11:30, just real quick, since we were talking high school football, and <laughs> watch Ankeny Southeast folks Surrency and Murph do a really good job.
2: Yeah, they do. It's uh, good to see. Saw a little Surrency or heard a little Surrency during the U and I broadcast on Saturday. Flipped it over. That was on Channel watching? 23. Yeah, watched a little bit. They got clubbed again. They got beat by Sacramento State, who's ranked in the top ten. Tough early season schedule for the Panthers, but an 0-3 start. Mm-mm-mm. That is a a difficult one. And the new voice over there. Hasn't had a win to talk about quite yet after so the you retirement blame, you're of blaming Ryma. him?
0: Well. rima goes away. Yeah. No, so, so does the good fortune, I'm not apparently. saying. I'm just saying. I got you. Hour two coming up. We will talk to Bill Benner's little college football conversation to start it. Thank God we're in conference play. Not that I'm wishing non-conference away. Because Look at you. you you're
2: usually compelling and it's going too fast. Now you're trying to get rid of it. it just, no, it's just you so You can't good. win with Ken Miller. You
0: know what I'd like, Trent? I'd like two weeks of non-con. And
2: an extra week, because that this weekend, don't you? Aren't you ready for this? Well, if you want two weeks of non-con, CyHawk goes away. Don't want that at all. What was I thinking?
0: Hour two coming up next. One oh six point three and